This is W T M. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I drink it up. First, you gotta do the trouble shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W G M. Watch this movie. Welcome back to a brand new edition of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. Say hi to your mom for me. Joining me per usual is Mr. Positivity, Wolfie T. Just a sick world we're living in, sick people. What's up? Not much. Just, uh, you know, I've been relaxing, watching some Meteor Man. As one does. Mm-hmm. Actually, I went probably like 25 years without watching that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because it's a movie from my youth. That it is. We are continuing our look at movies from our youth with Meteor Man from 1993. And uh, yeah, I used to watch this uh, all the time as a kid. I, I remember specifically renting it multiple times. Like, you know how when you would rent it, like uh, especially as a kid, they always had those deals, you know, five movies, five days, $5. Yeah. So you'd rent it and you watch it like, probably three, four or five times, especially during the summer, you know, not right. doing as much. And uh, I remember seeing it on TV as well, but that not until, you know, like 94, 95, I think on USA. That sounds right. Maybe. Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> rented this multiple times. Couldn't get enough of the meteor, man. It's so good. Also not, knowing who 90% of the cast was like I knew James Earl Jones <laughs> and actually, well, I, knew- I, I watched, I watched a different world growing up. Like when I was, you know, four five, six, seven. Uh, so I knew okay. Sinbad. There's a lot of, uh, actors from, from sitcoms in there. Mm-hmm. It's a who's who of black entertainers in general. You got, uh, Marla Gibbs from, uh, um, the Jeffersons, Robert. I don't even know how to say his last name. He's Benson. Yeah, Guillaume. That's what he is. Gulam. Gulami. <laughs> yeah. You would know him if you saw him, if you've seen mm-hmm. Benson. You got a young Don Cheadle. Yeah, let's just go straight to the details and get into that cast. So, Meteor Man from 93, directed by Robert Townsend, written by Robert Townsend. Starring Robert Townsend as Jefferson Reed, also known as Meteor Man. Marla Gibbs as Maxine Reed, his mother. Robert Guillaume as Ted Reed, Jeff's father. Eddie Griffin is Michael, his best friend. Yep. James Earl Jones as Ernest Moses. He's one of the neighbors. Now, here's my first question is, so is he special? He's at the very <laughs> least autistic. Um, eccentric. He's a bit eccentric. <laughs> he's a he's a music lover. He's got many uh, vinyl records and uh, a very uh, uh, eclectic uh, collection of wigs yeah. and toupees. I figured the the music collection was like his autistic strength. You know, like he knew everything <laughs> about jazz and whatnot, but. Yeah, more on him later. 
Uh, Roy Fagan is Simon. He's the Golden Lord Chief. Cynthia Belgrave is Mrs. Harris. Who's Roy Fagan? I was thinking he was in uh, New Jack City, but I might be mistaken. I might be thinking of somebody else. Well, I he, I know I he's I'm... in Hollywood Shuffle because I watched the trailer for it. He was also in I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. Okay. I, I I confused him with somebody else. I thought he was in uh, New Jack City, which is kind of ironic because I, I think I mentioned on a previous episode when we kind of teased this, Meteor Man is a little bit like New Jack City for kids. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, Cynthia Belgrave is Mrs. Harris. Marilyn Coleman is Mrs. Walker. It's the landlady. Don Cheadle is Goldilocks. Bobby McGee as Uzi. Bill Cosby as Marvin. Big Daddy Kane as Pirate. Frank Gorshin of Batman fame plays Byers. He's the uh, mobster, big mob boss. It's like the head guy. Uh, Sinbad is a Malik, Stacy's boyfriend. Nancy Wilson. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll get to. Uh, more on Sinbad's uh, character when he gets to the uh, when we, when we get to his scene, but he steals the show in my opinion. <laughs> he's got a he's got a real scene stealer. His character was way ahead of his time, I think. <laughs> his uh, his real name is Bernard. <laughs> that it is. It's his first week being militant, but uh, <laughs> we'll get to that when we get to. <laughs> Uh, Nancy Wilson is Mrs. Laws. Do you recognize her from anything? It says um, here she's a jazz singer and a three-time Grammy Award winner. So, looks like she was that's her claim to fame. Yep, with uh, Bill Cosby. Although that could be for soundtrack. Did you click on actress? Oh, it's just the uh, the known force that she was Lori and I Spy. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know how many episodes that was looks like just one episode no she uh she did some other uh one-off tv and then it looks like she was on quite a few episodes of the sinbad show in 93 94 i don't think i ever saw that did you i don't recall it i don't i don't even remember it i forgot about uh townsend's show the parent hood until just uh looking it up on his imdb i forgot about that show i remember it now but i don't think i really watched that much i never watched it but i do recall seeing like commercials and stuff for it which is weird because i I did watch a lot of black shows with a different world martin living single i mean there was the the classics in there like the jeffersons and sanford and whatnot but so it was kind of a mini boom of them in the uh early 90s in living color you'd have to call that a black show Jim Carrey doesn't count. Yeah, well, I, I um, was uh, I was more into like Family Matters and uh, yeah, me too. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, which I yep. started up watching again here, which is okay. uh, pretty interesting. What was the one with LL Cool J where he was the former football player? His name was like Marion, I believe. <laughs> oh, I know I what you're talking about. Or something. I I never watched it, but I can't remember what it was called. That wasn't like the gamer, something like that, was it? I'll just look it up right now. I don't think it's the gamer. Not not the gamer, the game or something like that. 
in the house, I think. Yeah, that sounds yep. right. Yep. A once famous football player must rent part of his house to support himself. <laughs> a single mother and her two kids are the latest tenants. The co-star at Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Kim I, thought just, I thought he just hosted shitty game show network shows and I guess he did America's Funniest Videos, right? I think yeah. he still does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always forget about Kim Wayans, too. Forget that there's a Wayans sister, right? I think there's uh, is there two or is one of them might be a daughter. One of them's a lesbian. No idea. I've seen her do stand-up where all she talks about is how she's a lesbian. Okay. <laughs> it's like her whole act. No, that's Wanda Sykes. <laughs> My vagina. (laughs) (laughs) New Oscar host, Wanda Sykes. You know her from that movie that she was, you know, in. (laughs) You know, 20 years ago. The only, uh, I used to like Wanda Sykes just fine, but uh, yeah, she kind of, I don't know, I kind of soured on her. Just, she's not funny anymore, but, uh, she was great on the early episodes of Curb when, uh, like, especially there was the one episode she, she was going to marry the crazy eyes killer. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the, I don't know if it was that episode where there's another one where she was jogging on the street and Larry rode up behind her and he goes, I'd know that tush anywhere. And then she <laughs> like accused him of having an ass fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the cast. Luther Vandross is Jameson, famous singer. Yeah. I forget. He doesn't have a line of dialogue, does he? Or at the very end, does he have one? No, I think he does. He's in the... um, So they have like a a meeting with buyers and all the gang leaders. And he's one of the the gang leaders. And I think he, he has maybe one or two lines there. He's not a golden lord. He doesn't have the blonde hair. I think I'll skip all the names for the junior lords. They have like interesting names, but yeah, I think another bad creation is the uh, the group name. And then they have okay. all the individual names. Okay. Tom Lister Jr. as Tiny Lister credited uh, AKA, plays Digit. Okay. R.I.P. Indeed. Uh, Jennifer Lewis is Mrs. Williams, Lewis's mother. So she's one of Hollywood's most familiar faces with more than 300 appearances in film and television. That's a lot of appearances. Mm-hmm. Naughty by Nature are uh, the Bloods. Yep. It's Cypress Hill or the Crips. Biz Marquis as is <laughs> credited as himself. <laughs> That's crazy because he plays a dude running a crack house. Yeah. <laughs> How is he playing himself? <laughs> like, like, was he legit like running to a crack house? And he's like, yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> uh, Beverly Johnson as a uh, woman doctor, at least I think uh, she the one that Townsend was trying to see naked or in her underwear. 
I think that's... She played uh, Vanessa? Vanessa is Layla Rashan. She's two down. She's the pretty nurse. Okay. But Beverly Johnson, I remember from uh, Loader Weapon 1, and uh, as, uh, well, the Murtaugh surrogate's wife, Samuel Jackson's wife, Doris Luger. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember her from Martin as well. She's Miss Trinidad. Yeah, so there was a scene where all the doctors are gathered around the Jefferson and his hospital bed and uh, like the the white guy doctor or maybe he's not white like the the old man doctor is like you know spouting out all his shit and then there's a female doctor who's like uh, correcting him based off of Jefferson's meteor abilities of reading mm. uh, Luanda Page is the old nurse who's uh Oh my god. <laughs> we were just talking about her. What was mm-hmm. she was on Sanster and Son? On Esther. That's it. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I forgot that. Which uh pretty hilarious. Her and Red Fox going back and forth on Sanford and Son is fucking great. Mm-hmm. And she's just as good in this movie. Wallace Sean is Mr. Little. John Witherspoon as Clarence James Carter the third. AKA the flying man. <laughs> Charlene Woodard as Janice Farrell. She's the channel three news anchor. Yep. That uh, Eddie Griffin is obsessed with. Sure is. Faison love plays Maurice screaming woman's husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should probably mention, uh, Squirrel and Dre, who are the two little kids that are trying out for the Golden Lords, mm-hmm. played by uh, Asia Dos Rice and Sam Jackson. Not that Sam Jackson. Oh, really? It's <laughs> probably why uh, the real one had to go with Samuel L. at the 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 SAG. <laughs> <laughs> There's already a Sam Jackson out there. I think the last person of note, at least the last person I recognize is Chris Tucker, of course, who's the MC in the mall, uncredited. So you just kind of hear his voice. I can't remember if you see him or not. I think you, well, I don't remember now, but um, yeah, you got a lot of vets, a lot of veteran actors, and then a lot of people who are just like starting out in their career. So you got a really good mix here and a pretty stacked cast. Top mm-hmm. to bottom. Yeah, Robert Townsend, of course, I didn't know anything about him when I was a kid, but yeah, he was pretty influential, especially in the 80s uh, with Hollywood Shuffle, which I need to see. I saw the trailer. It was, uh, it looks like it would be pretty good. It's um, really good. I've seen it. It's great. Okay. Maybe that's a stay tuned, an episode for another day, maybe. Uh, you know, he tried out for SNL and he was passed over for Eddie Murphy in 82 so it seems like he kind of lived in a shadow a little bit although he was a collaborator he directed raw i believe he directed uh, one or two music videos in the 80s when you when you see hollywood shuffle you're gonna just bust at one scene having known that knowledge uh about okay. him and eddie murphy <laughs> <laughs> yeah he had that uh, tv show uh, he's still active today. 
Well, I saw he uh, he directed, I think, Bill Cosby's last special. I think it's called I'm Still Here or something. Uh, far From Finished. There's a TV special documentary, and then there's a video called Bill Cosby 77 that he directed in 2014. Okay. By the way, I've been watching that uh, We Need to Talk About Cosby show on Showtime. And, uh, yeah, there are uh, some interesting stuff on there about old Bill Cosby. And uh, kind of looking back at some of the stuff he did throughout his career with uh, 2020 hindsight, and uh you know a different perspective on some mm. of his uh <laughs> his comedic uh acts and uh bits and stuff pro tip uh, bill cosby challenges you to backgammon politely decline it's <laughs> so funny like I, I listen to gilbert gottfried's podcast sometimes and they've talked about it uh in multiple episodes how when he was doing the Cosby show, I don't know if it was the throughout the entirety of it, but there was at least like a couple of seasons where it was worked into the schedule, like the, during the shooting schedule, like in the afternoon, he was unavailable from like two to three, like an hour, hour and a half, where he yeah. was teaching comedy to young models, girls, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, on the last episode I watched, they said they would they would bring in all these like models and like uh, young pretty actresses to sit and watch the tapings, and then he would just like bring them into his, his dressing room and uh, like pretend like he's gonna mentor them, and then uh, then he would drug them and rape them, and uh, mm-hmm. and it's like like everybody knew he was fucking around on his wife, like he was uh, he was cheating on his wife constantly. But like, like he would like get them. He's like, oh, we're gonna do like some improv exercises, and he's like, here, have a drink to to relax you, so you can you know flow and and uh, you know you're not so nervous. Here, have another one; it'll be okay. And then they like wake up and not know like how they got to you know where they got to. Like they just like black out for hour long, and then they'd be like, you know. I guess I can't hold my liquor, you know. Bill Cosby wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> well, he's Bill Cosby, and like I don't know, they have a bunch of women on there telling the same story. I think we might be judging him too harshly because he was teaching them true improv. <laughs> they had to think on their feet. <laughs> then they pointed out, like, isn't it weird that his character on TV was an OBGYN with a <laughs> office in a, in the basement of his house? isn't that weird (laughs) Uh, isn't it weird that one of the running bits on a show is that he had uh, barbecue sauce that was so good that it would just make couples fuck (laughs) (laughs) isn't it weird how he used to have a whole bit about Spanish fly which was a drug that would get women horny (laughs) isn't that weird (laughs) Uh, uh, back to Robert Townsend. I also want to mention the five heartbeats, which I haven't seen either, but it seems like it's a pretty good movie. Pretty, uh, well-regarded and critically heralded. It's kind of amalgamation of a bunch of different, uh, like musical acts from the 70s, 60s, 70s and whatnot. Apparently he was uncredited as a baseball fury in the warriors. 
I had no idea. Mm. Also, I'm intrigued by BAPS. <laughs> Does not look like it's well regarded, but so it stands for what? Black American Princesses. And it stars Halle Berry and Natalie DeSalle Reed. See, I've heard, but, heard um, of that. And I, I didn't like, I, I don't know anybody who's seen it or, you know, like I never, it, it looked like it was not that great. But I, I've seen stuff online like in the last few years where people just praise it, like how great it is. But it's few and far between. Most people don't even talk about it. Yeah. Uh, synopsis for Meteor Man. A high school teacher from a troubled inner city Washington, D.C. neighborhood becomes a superpowered hero and takes on the gang that has been terrorizing his streets. The Golden Lords. Lords. Yeah. Lords. Lords. <laughs> I was uh, I was watching the UFC the other day with my dad, and uh, Derek Bronson was fighting, and he had his hair dyed blonde. And I told my dad, he says, "Ever since uh, I've seen the Meteor Man, I just anytime I see a black guy with blonde hair, I just assume he's a Golden Lord." And, uh, <laughs> my dad's like, "I don't remember that movie at all." I'm like, "I'm pretty sure you took us to see it in the theater, and we rented it multiple times." He's like, "I don't know." And, I showed him the, the poster. He's like, I guess that looks familiar. And I'm like, yeah, you, you took us to see it. It's a, It's got crack dealers and crack houses and uh, sh- drive-by shootings. And he's like, we let you see that? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, are you sure? Like, yeah, well, like multiple times. <laughs> There's a lot of cocaine in that scene. And it's used. That scene where he blows up the... Uh, the crack house is hilarious. <laughs> Not until Corky Romano did we have anything close to the accidental cocaine uh, ingestion mm-hmm. uh, from Meteor Man. This might have been the last PG film that had drug use in it. Yeah, I noticed the... You can't uh, do that now. Yeah, I noticed on the parents' guide on... Uh, IMDb, it says it was originally rated PG-13 and then it was rated PG on appeal for children caught up in perils of an urban environment. (laughs) Sounds very like backhanded (laughs) type of thing. A movie that has multiple drive-by shootings. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the violence and gore. So... (laughs) So violence and gore is mild. It says references to muggings and street violence, parentheses, played seriously, and slapstick action. But uh, my favorite is the, the sex and nudity, sex and nudity uh, note. It says there's none. And then the note says, no sex or nudity in movie. Woman's W-O-M-A-N apostrophe S. Women's are seen in a in bra, panties, lingerie, many occasion in the movie. Bare chest mans are seen. <laughs> like, who wrote this? <laughs> this is let anybody edit IMDb. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it was originally PG thirteen, um, which uh, I guess if you you know ignore the drive by shootings and the the crack, you know it's it's a kid's movie. <laughs> there's kids in it it's about a superhero mm-hmm. all right well let's get into it so where do you want to start 
How about that early '90s soundtrack? <laughs> it's pretty sure. good. Yeah, good stuff. He's a uh, uh, Jefferson Reed. We find out as a substitute teacher at the school, and he's also a uh, stand-up bass player in like the the best unsigned jazz band in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Which that dream ends pretty quickly <laughs> because his car <laughs> his car's out of gas and by the time he goes and gets some some cash from his parents to put gas in it somebody has jacked up his car and stolen his uh his instrument mm-hmm. but yeah he uh like the first introduction to him is being called to the principal's office where the child has been severely injured because he ran away from some bullies at the advice of Mr. Reed. Mm-hmm. And that child's parents are pissed. Do want him to stand up for himself? Wasn't the, who's that mom? Wasn't she one of the aunts on uh, Fresh Prince? I think we read her Not name. Sure. But I can't remember. Um, let's see if I can find it. Oh, that must have been Jennifer Lewis. Well, she's been in 300 things. <laughs> she's been in everything. So probably. She's probably in the new one, too. Yeah, she was Aunt Helen in uh, The Fresh Prince. Okay. So anyway, yeah, she's pissed. It seems like uh, Jefferson Reed is, yeah, like you said, he's a substitute teacher, but he's substituting every day at the same school. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's a long-term substitute, but uh, he is there all the time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like a, a full-time member of the staff. He's, he's there in for staff meetings and stuff. Yeah, and uh, he eats lunch in the, the teachers' lounge. Um, and he's best friends with Michael, aka who's played by Eddie Griffin. So we we get that, and uh, oh, it, we get right away. The, the community, uh, so it's Jeff and his parents and uh, Moses, who's uh, James Earl Jones, walking down the street, and uh, we get to see the Golden Lords selling crack. And uh, everybody crosses the street except for Ted, uh, Jeff's dad. And <laughs> he's got a lot of balls on him. Huh? He's knocking the crack on the ground, stomping on it getting up in their face uh, and the only reason he gets to live is because a cop drives by right at that moment but he, yeah he's not backing down and uh golden lords he can't do anything because the cops are there but now there's a target see you later old man you don't have to see me later see me now huh because i ain't crossing no street <laughs> love that <laughs> see me later <laughs> see me now punk <laughs> It's a Goldilocks. It's <laughs> a great line. <laughs> <laughs> See me now. I ain't crossing no street. <laughs> oh boy, so good. Yeah, because he so he good. crushes that uh, the little crack vial. Yeah, a little oney, and uh, you know they're fed up with it. So they have a they have a community meeting, and they're gonna. They're going to find a way to uh, deal with the problem, and it involves bright orange hats and whistles. Mm-hmm. I think we got a clip for that. Gangs only take over because you let them. If you were to challenge them, 
they think twice. Now, you know they got us living like animals, with bars on every window, alarms on every car. All I'm saying is if we would just patrol our streets, like right here at Drake's place, where all the drugs are, and with everybody wearing one of these hats. Show them those hats, Maxine. If everybody wore one of these caps, they'd know that we meant business. Ma. And this makes the first statement. Don't you have a show to do? He needs money again. Mm. Brother Kenny never asked for anything. Damn. How much? You? Okay. Mm. Okay. That's I just right. need $10 for gas. You know, you should be coming to some of these meetings. This is your community, too. Now, you listen to what Mrs. Walker's talking about. That's right. This whistle will be a signal to everybody who hears it. You call the police. You crazy if you think I'm going to walk up some dark alley with a large orange hat on my head and a whistle. I can see the headlines now. Golden laws kill old man in loud orange hat and stuff a whistle up his butt. Ernest is right. This patrol is a dumb idea. Oh, that's fire. together. Mom, Dad, I gotta go to the show, but uh, she's right. We can't win. Don't upset your father. Ernest, I need you to help me here, man. Listen, what about the kids in this neighborhood, huh? James Earl Jones, not having it. <laughs> oh, what a great line. Golden Lords kill old man in loud orange and shove a whistle up his butt. <laughs> uh, before I forget, I believe it's James Earl Jones later on. Uh, he says something to the effect of, if I want to watch an action movie, I'll watch Sambo. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm trying to think of when he says that. But when I watched it, I thought he said Rambo. And then I think I watched trailer for Hollywood shuffle and I saw they have like a black version of Rambo. And I think he's called Sambo. Oh, yeah. I don't think I caught that reference. Okay. Cause I, I didn't catch it at first, of course, because I, I thought I just misheard him. I'm like, Oh, he must've said Rambo. Cause he said something that ends with a M B O. Yeah. I mean, but, Sambo, Sambo is kind of a, a racial slur, so maybe we shouldn't be shouting it so many times. <laughs> I've never heard the word uh, in my life. I should uh, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to fucking Joe Rogan me. Have you seen uh, Bamboozled? I'm guessing one of the characters in Bamboozled was called that. Okay. A uh, Spike Lee joint. Looks like he shot it on a camcorder because I think he did. Okay, I'm looking it up now. (laughs) It's in Wikipedia. Racial term. Derogatory label. Like it was a like a name for a specific like caricature, I think, and then it kind of carried over as a as a slur. Is it derived from a Spanish term for a person of African and Native American ancestry? Oh man, I bet. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna <laughs> finish that thought. <laughs> I've never heard that term. Though. Never. But it makes sense that uh, that's how it's a play on the Rambo character. Yeah. But that's interesting. That uh, it. It must have been a, you know, uh, deliberate. Um, reference or however you want to call it but uh yeah that's really uh interesting 
I did like the uh, James Earl Jones. He's wearing the high top fade toupee through most of the movie, like trying to trying to be cool and hip, but he's just like a fat old guy. <laughs> <laughs> this was 1993. He was old back then. Like, is he? He's still alive, isn't he? Was he in the new uh, Coming to America? Yeah. Remember they? Uh... No, I didn't see it. <laughs> they get together for his funeral at the beginning. <laughs> well, he's still alive. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I might have to watch okay. it because it's Oscar nominated. I don't know what it got nominated for. It's like soundtrack or something, maybe. Or uh, costumes. Not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's still doing Darth Vader. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. And he did mm-hmm. the Mufasa voice in the Lion King remake. Yeah, he's been a lot less active recently, but uh, he's still out there getting her done. Born in 1931. Damn. Getting up there. All right. Uh, where to next? The disturbance in the alley? Yeah. We kind of talked about uh, Jeff's carjacking already. Mm-hmm. Not like carjacking, but, uh, you know, he's just kind of wandering the street and he... Uh, just happens upon Trey and Squirrel, or I guess it's Dre and Squirrel. I could write down Trey, but uh, they're robbing a woman in an alley, which is very uncomfortable to watch. It's like a <laughs> bunch of you know, like two six year olds. <laughs> but how about that intro to the Golden Lords though, with the uh, the Slinky and the Tiger? Mm-hmm. That I remember that Slinky. So yes. the you start hearing, it, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that slinky. Hell yeah, that gold <laughs> slinky. I don't think you see it again. I think this is the only time you see it. I think the tiger is kind of in the background in a couple scenes. Yeah, that was my note here. I go, fucking tiger. <laughs> like, how did they get that? I don't remember that. And then uh, I do remember that slinky though. <laughs> that tiger. Yeah, it's just in the background in a couple other scenes, but just walking <laughs> around the streets with it. Well, you gotta have a tiger. This is definitely a uh, definitely influenced by Scarface. You know, you gotta have a tiger if you're gonna be a gangster. Wonder if Mike Tyson had his tiger at this point, or if he was in jail for rape. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, they they catch well. They they spot Jeff, and he's on the run. Gets chased down the alley, ends up in a dumpster. And uh, luckily, Squirrel doesn't rat him out because mm-hmm. he's a squirrel, not a rat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after staying in the dumpster for several hours, he finally comes out, and uh, here comes a meteor. Which uh, I guess it opens the opening credits. We see the meteor coming down from outer space or whatever, and it's very green. And uh, very uh, luminescent, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it just hits him in the chest, just absorbs through his skin, leaves him covered in just excessive burns. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, there's a small there's a small piece of meteor that doesn't get absorbed in the Jeff's body, and a homeless man who you later find out is Bill Cosby. Picks it up and uh, takes it with him, which is foreshadowing. He wanted it for nefarious purposes. 
<laughs> he wanted that x-ray vision, man. <laughs> like, I don't even got to drug him. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jefferson Reed ends up at the hospital. And we find out that, that his best friend Michael is a horn dog because he starts mm-hmm. hitting on the nurse Vanessa immediately. I thought the funniest part of the hospital scene there was one of the doctors pulls the, his x-rays off the, off the wall light. And there's like three other doctors that crowd around him and they all just look at each other and nod. Like nobody says anything. They're just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Like, exactly what you're talking about. What, you like, what the fuck are you guys doing? It's funny too, that they pull it off the, the light to take a, a closer look at it, like in the dark. <laughs> it's like the same trope, like, like it's kind of unrelated, but uh, I watched Malignant at the, it was a surprise screening at the AMC theater recently. And uh, mm-hmm. which was a, a disappointment because it was just out. But anyway, I digress. Um, but there's a scene in there where this, this character has glasses on like the whole movie. Like she's a, like the nerdy character and she's got glasses on and she clearly needs them because they're very thick. And there's a scene where she takes them off to see better. And I'm like, that's not how glasses work. Hey, maybe she's uh, farsighted. You don't know. I don't think so. Because I don't <laughs> She has them on like the entire time she's in the movie, uh, except for when she needs to see good uh, mm-hmm. on the move. You know, <laughs> it's like, that's, that's not how glasses work. <laughs> Just like x-rays don't work better when you take them off the backlight. They don't talk about what's wrong with him or what kind of conditions he has. Just nodding. Yep. <laughs> Typical meteor and a chest wound. Well, then they're all freaking out because uh, he came in with all these like third degree burns on and, uh, you know, his entire body. And uh, he's completely healed within a couple hours. They take the, the bandages off his face. And it's one of them like Twilight Zone reveals where like, like everybody gasps when he takes the, the bandages off. Yeah. Like, give me a mirror. Let me see. Let me... And then he's like, I always look 89 like Batman line. Mirror. Give me a mirror. <laughs> it's like, I always looked like this. Like <laughs> you guys are mean. Then <laughs> uh, he uh, notices that he can see through walls and people's clothes, but it's only one layer. So when you see people through walls, they have all their clothes on. <laughs> But when he looks out the window, he had opened the window and looked out it and saw people in their underwear. Yeah, he, was so he wants to see Vanessa in her underwear and he <laughs> calls her and it's on Esther from Sanford and Son. She's so good. She's so indignant about it because like he's sitting there pretending to be asleep, you know. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he opens his eyes and he's like, Oh shit. <laughs> She knows what's the, what the deal is. Like she's been working on the Vanessa long enough that she knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's released from the hospital, and then uh, I think the next stop is um, the Golden Lord skip- uh, at the board meeting. Are we skipping something? No, I was just yeah. We can go with that. The uh, the buyers uh, led uh, board meeting and. Uh, the Golden Lords have taken over DC and Philly and they're making a move for New York. Mm-hmm. 
and so that's uh well they got dc baltimore and philly and they're new york within three months and so we got that in the back of our mind as we find out that jeff can communicate with his dog sure can and then he has to convince michael that he has superpowers he can read the whole book and you know just by touching it and retain it for 30 seconds Mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't take long to convince uh michael What does he have him read? Was that like an Ebony magazine or Jet or something? Jet is Jet, I think. <laughs> like what? What is the centerfold wearing? I never, I never even heard of Jet. You haven't heard of Jet? No, I've heard so of it. so many things. I'm learning about culture. <laughs> I've culture heard of other it. than my own. I, I've heard of it, but only as a, like a joke about how it's like the black magazine and. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's a punchline in, in many, uh, many comedy uh, shows back in the day. But uh, then we see Cosby with his uh, meteor piece doing x-ray vision, messing with the TV in the neighbor, uh, the neighbor's place. And, uh, and then he uses the telekinetic powers to pour himself some coffee. And Cosby's just hamming it up. He's just uh, doing all the hand motions and shit, and you know, he, uh, it looked like one of his Jello commercials without <laughs> him talking. <laughs> he doesn't talk in this movie, does he? No, I don't think he does. Because, like, when he's making the coffee telekinetically, he's licking his lips and like he's doing, making like, all the little. little all the faces all the expressions yeah, he does he's doing all the faces doing the little head shakes and he's like, talking no, about pudding pops <laughs> then he put some uh, spanish fly in there and uh, i was watching him i just wanted to go <laughs> <laughs> but put some quaaludes in there just uh, <laughs> have himself a good time <laughs> He was probably out of Quaaludes by 93. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Jordan Belfort. <laughs> At least Jordan Belfort was taking him himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knew that you were supposed to resist the urge to go to sleep. Oh boy. And then from there, uh, we see, uh, Ted gets roughed up by the golden Lords. And, yep. uh, this is, I, I think right after that is the, uh, the teacher staff meeting. You mentioned Jeff just happens to be at all the teacher meetings, even though he's a sub, like, uh, why does he have to go? <laughs> but without <laughs> well, that, that scene was pretty hilarious. Cause he's got the x-ray vision. And he sees like a kid breaking into a locker and, um, uh, what's his name? Wallace shot is bitching about how this guy kept fucking uh, letting slashing his tires. Slashing his tires. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff can see through the see the wall, see him doing it. <laughs> oh, it's funny, but he can't do anything about it because it's still a secret, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a that was a fun scene. Um, and then uh, Jefferson gives him shit for not, you know, caring enough about the kids because he's at his wits end because his tires keep getting slashed. 
right? <laughs> <laughs> and this whole fat kid too, and it's hilarious. He just like sticks him. He's got a knife, and he's actually slashing. He goes around and does all four of them because he's that much of a jerk. He's not even telling him to like expel him. You know, he was just saying that he'd like him transferred to another classroom. <laughs> That's all he said. You can't give up on these kids. It shows you how bad the school is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think from there, we get the first uh, real face off between the Golden Lords and Jeff, the superpower Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, he throws two of them just across the way. And then Tiny Lister winds up and gives a real good punch and he just snaps his arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Um, and then somebody tries to run him over with a car and Jeff just stops the car, which is always mm-hmm. a great bit. I always like that bit, stopping the car with a human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always imagine if there's like a really big guy in like a smart car, like it, that would just happen in normal natural life yeah i was i was like that thought it, was, it makes me laugh on the inside <laughs> like if it hit shack or something yeah <laughs> or respucia maybe i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's i say that screenshot the other day because i was worried about sending texting you another yahoo link it was about how terrible and inappropriate norbit is and it needs to be canceled terribly offensive stereotypes apparently <laughs> that's what the i remember like reading reviews about norbit when i came out and that was like 90 percent of them it's like there's no redeeming value is such an offensive stereotype as like, you're telling me that nobody nobody exists like respucia like there's nobody in the world that exists like respucia and uh and then even in 2022, we have Lizzo, and they're still saying that Respucia is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> but Lizzo is a queen. Yeah. Yes, queen. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> the fucking same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Except Respucia me. wears bottoms. You can't tell me that Respucia is offensive and then just like worship Lizzo. Come on. Every other week I go on to Yahoo and it's, you know, Lizzo posts uh, poses nude again on Instagram. Leaves a thirst trap for all her followers. <laughs> I saw something on uh, BuzzFeed. It was, uh, they had a list, <laughs> a list of uh, like microaggressions about they were actually body shaming but they didn't think like unintentional body shaming and uh it was pretty hilarious list it was kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) anyways i digress the next scene is the fucking uh drive-by shooting which was pretty violent yeah because Jeff's just walking on the sidewalk, minding his own business, and uh, the Golden Lords load up, or uh, they just uh, ride up and uh, and they unload. How many times do you think they shot him? Like 300, 400 times? <laughs> <laughs> like, like they unloaded like five clips on him. Like, yeah. 
like extend yeah, he shot dozens of times obviously because of his uh meteor powers he's not injured mm-hmm. this is where he discovers how to fly as well right that's right because they they drive away and then when they see him getting up they come back and chase him and he goes up the light post and this is where we see uh phase <laughs> on love because he's uh <laughs> Jeff's on top of a light post uh, and he just happens to be facing an open window where a woman is undressing and uh, she, she spots him and thinks he's a peeping Tom mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, phase on love is her boyfriend. And he comes out swinging a baseball bat, I believe. And uh, he falls, Jeff falls off the light <laughs> and causes a fucking earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> and when he gets home his dad's like did you feel that he says what that earthquake says, no i don't know what you're talking about that's uh that's our next clip what in the world happened to you did you feel that earthquake what earthquake well it's all over the news the first one in the history of dc come on in Earthquake registered 3.5 on the Richter scale. It was felt as far away as Baltimore. It was. Your mother and I stayed up all night last night thinking about your powers. Dad, I'm starting to get scared. The Golden Lords know who I am. They did this to me. Relax. We've got to decide what you're going to do first. Clean up the crack houses, stop the Golden Lords, avenge me, see what they did? Or then we could go after the big drug dealers, or maybe you could go international, go away, and get involved in South Africa. Dad, I think you are taking this too far. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, no. Come, come with no, me. Your mother's no. got a great surprise no, for you. No, come, no, on, Dad, come on, Dad. You're taking it too far. Bomb gun. Look who I've got. Well, what happened to him? Well, the gangbangers tried to shoot him, but they couldn't hurt him. <laughs> you can open your eyes now, Jeff. Surprise! But Mama, what is that? Gotta have a uniform to fight crime, media man. What? Well, just think about it. Why did the media hit you? I don't know. Well, I figured it out. It's because we need a real superhero. These gangbangers need a wake-up call, and you've got to have a uniform. Because no one must ever know the true identity of media man. Mama, would you stop talking like that? In this uniform thing... Well, this costume, your mother's going to work on it. I didn't know it was going to look like this, pumpkin. Well, you're going to be the best-dressed superhero. Better than Batman. Better than Superman. And, and, what's that other child? Spider-Man. Can't touch it. Now, I want you to come on Tuesday evening, and I'm going to fix your favorite dinner. Oh, and I'm going to work on it, Meteor Man. Shh. Those costumes are terrible that she's making. I don't know how she got to that the 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 one that they ended up with because uh, the other ones were just awful, mm-hmm. <laughs> like bad. And you get a classic montage of all of them. You know, it's a you know quite a quite a scene of him trying on the different outfits, and then you know he comes out and everybody gives him the thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, vintage. Except, uh... James Earl Jones kept one or two of them because he's he's wearing one later at the end. <laughs> oh, great. 
Great stuff. I like how excited the his parents are for him to be meteor man. And he's just like, but dad, I don't know. Oh, shot at me. I just South Africa. What? <laughs> Come over on Tuesday. I'll make your favorite meal. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, he tells his mom not to tell anyone about his superpowers, but yeah, that lasts uh, about five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think that leads to our next clip. You want to get to the community meeting where they label him a hero? Yes. The reason for this special meeting is to thank Jefferson Reed for what he did yesterday. He single-handedly chased away the gang. <laughs> told everybody how you were hit by that meteor and now you have superhuman powers. Uh, and just so proud of you. So Jeff, we wanted to have this meeting with you to ensure that the community stays safe from gangs. Not just for us, but because this is your community too. That's right. right. So we've written down a few things that maybe you could do. We want you to patrol the neighborhood three times a week in your uniform. (laughs) The community would like to put another phone in your apartment with call waiting. The media phone. Like Batman's phone on a TV series. <laughs> we want you to tell the gangs, the junkies, the prostitutes and pimps, and the drug dealers yeah. to get out of our community. I believe this is followed by a montage of. Uh... Well, him getting his costume, but also him fighting crime and cleaning up the neighborhood. He does that uh, that crack house. He comes in and uh, blows all the crack in everyone's faces. <laughs> well, he's he's initially reluctant until they beat up Mrs. Walker. And then mm-hmm. the cops are like, oh, we can't do anything about it. And then uh, we get the scene of him learning to fly also, where they're like, they're looking up in the sky for him. He's fucking two feet off the ground because he's afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. So good. Um, and then, yes, the crack house was great, which uh, was a little interesting that that was in a kid's movie. I don't know if I would have known what that was as a child. Yeah. Uh, having been, I think I knew. Having been about six years old when this came out. Mom, I was a year older than you. I still am, but <laughs> I was a year older than you at the time as well. That's how uh, time works. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I knew what cocaine was. By this time, I had already watched all the Lethal Weapon movies, even though it was the TV edit. You know, there's yeah. still coke in there. So I wouldn't have known uh, really what it was. In fact, I don't, maybe until I saw New Jack City, but maybe maybe when it clicked, like, oh shit, they're cooking crack because <laughs> everybody's um, in their underwear. 
Yeah. You know? And uh you couldn't go full nude, but like um I think there's other things that I watched too where they kind of explain that, like where uh where they have them all be naked so that they can't steal the drugs. Like they mm-hmm. there's there's nowhere to keep it. And then uh like you mentioned there's a there's a couple guys stealing a TV and some other stuff on a uh, fire escape. And he, uh, he thwarts that. And then uh, the Crips and Bloods are shooting it out with the police. And he stops that. Mm-hmm. And he brings everybody together. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, what... Crips and Bloods will not be prosecuted for shooting at police officers. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Only because Meteor Man caught all the bullets. Um, and, and what what recognition does he get for it he comes home to find out that uh he's on tv maybe uh <laughs> i don't know but uh, his friend michael's watching because he got a huge heart on for the uh the anchor woman mm-hmm. that's our next clip they shut down 15 crack houses, stopped 11 attempted robbers, and brought peace between two inner-city street gangs and the police. The gangs have now vowed to work together to rebuild the community they have destroyed. And now we will have an exclusive interview with the Cape Man himself. You did an interview? No. Here with us live is the Cape Man, Clarence James Carter III. Mr. Carter, people say they saw you fly away. Can you explain this? Well, I move so fast. People think I'm flying. I used to be a boxer. Bad. We understand you have a police record for attempted burglary, auto theft, running numbers. But that's all behind me now. I know I was wrong. I spent three years in jail for that. I'm a different man now. I'm a crime fighter. You crooks beware. The blind man is here. Don't do wrong. Everybody's going to think he's me. Can you believe it? He's talking to Janice. Michael, did you hear what I said? We got to do something. John Witherspoon is so fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm moving so fast. I think I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big boxer. He's, he's one of those guys that's out. like, you know, per capita, per appearance on sitcoms and movies. Like with the amount of time he has on screen. And the amount of laughs he gets is pretty much higher than most. The laughs per minute is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, yeah, <laughs> another great cameo. Very limited screen time here, but definitely makes the most of it. And if, as we mentioned, Michael, he's talking to Janice. <laughs> <laughs> you see what's going on here? He's talking to Janice. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he cares about. Uh. <laughs> Shortly after that is when we meet Sinbad. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to get to before that. Yeah. So uh, Byers sees the the report on the flying man, and uh, he, he puts a bounty on him of a million dollars alive or two million dollars dead because he broke up a billion dollar drug shipment. <laughs> I noticed that too. I'm like a billion dollar duck shipment. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, they got the whole DC, Baltimore, Philadelphia area. I mean, if you cleaned up all of DC, I don't know. 
you know, get those drugs coming in the pork from South Africa. I don't think that's where the cocaine's grown, though. <laughs> I think I don't think so. I think Ted might be mistaken. Supposed to be coming from Bogota. He might have been thinking South America. Mm-hmm. And then a meteor man just decides to create an urban garden. <laughs> <laughs> just just in his off time. And uh, the meteors. How, how healthy do you think those vegetables are? Do you think, uh, <laughs> you think there's any side effects of eating that? You know, the giant meteor-infused vegetables? I'll tell you what, the... Uh... The farm to table hipsters would despise it. Like this uses GMOs. <laughs> or they'd be like, let's gentrify this area. <laughs> <laughs> then it's a totally different movie. I'm sure Shailene Woodley would, would be all over it because she uh she loves doing that urban gardening shit with her friends. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, apparently her and Aaron Rodgers' engagement is off. I heard they had a unique relationship. Or uh, <laughs> what are the what do they call it? It was an un not not unorthodox, but uh, non traditional relationship. Well, if by not traditional <laughs> they mean that she was a beard, then maybe <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what uh, AJ Benza was, was alleging. Oh boy! <laughs> Apparently, uh, I think a lot of people were alleging that she was holding up the tradition of a long light of beards. Olivia Munn and Danica Danica Patrick. (laughs) So in a lot of ways, it was a very traditional relationship. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Maybe she thought it was weird that he liked to watch. Watch what? You know, like he he liked to watch. (laughs) He liked being (laughs) cucked. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Allegedly, maybe. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, come play for the Vikings. <laughs> I'm good. Don't need him. He's the MVP. <laughs> he sure is. Oh. He'd probably farm it. We'd find out that he he was actually the reason why they couldn't win in Green Bay. But yes, I, I think we're up to the uh, the scene of Sinbad, who uh, I, I'm not sure if I had seen Sinbad and stuff up to this point. I, I probably did. He did a lot of like kids stuff, but yeah, um, that's still pretty early in his career, I believe, as a, at least as an actor. Um, yeah, I'd seen him. I mean, besides a different world, I'd also seen him in Coneheads. His Coneheads, I think, came out a year before this. Could have been the same year, I guess. I should look it yeah, up. I'm not sure. Oh, 93 came out the same year. So he was also on a different world. Yeah, that's what I said. That's right. Yeah, so this was probably the first thing I saw him in. It doesn't look like he did uh, much other than that. He did a cameo on All That in 95. Mm. He did a house guest in 95. Did, uh, the Sinbad show was in 93-94. Aliens for Breakfast in 94 TV movie. Pretty sure I uh, recorded that on VHS to watch the next day. And of course, 
can't forget Jingle All the Way in 96. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had definitely seen him in Necessary Roughness. It came out in 91. But he did, uh, he was in Homeward Bound 2. He was in First Kid, uh, Good Burger. He was on the 1998 version of Cosby. So, I mean, he was doing a lot of PG stuff back in the 90s. He was kind of the go-to kind of kids comedic actor. Mm -hmm. Which actually, there's a lot of comedians who kind of went that route in the 90s. You don't really see that anymore. There's really not much for PG movies anymore. Yeah. Or uh, like family. Andy Murphy took them all for like two decades. And everybody hated him for it. Mm -hmm. Although even his movies, a lot of his movies were PG-13. But I mean, like, you know, late 90s, he started that trend with Dr. Doolittle 1 and 2 and Haunted Mansion and Pluto Nash. I think that was still PG. And then what else? You know, the cheaper, not cheaper, but well, was it cheaper by the dozen? There was another kid movie he did. And they got into like Imagine That and Meet Dave and all this other shit. He did uh, Daddy Daycare. Daddy Daycare, that's what it is. Him and Jeff Two Garland. by the dozen Steve Martin, I think. Yeah. Which they're remaking with uh, <laughs> Zach Braff and uh, Gabriel Union. <laughs> <laughs> the mixed family of 12. Oh, boy. I bet that goes well. But... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. You, you want to just play the clip just to yeah. hear the brilliance of, of Sinbad? Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying he's way ahead of his time. It sounds like he's going the intersectionality route here. It's actually really similar to a scene in I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's great. <laughs> Excuse me. Stacy, can I talk to you for a second? My Nubian princess comes up with you. I love what you've done with your hair. It just becomes your face. Great. Thank you. Um, This is my boyfriend, Malik. How are you doing, my beautiful sisters? And you must be Jeff. My brother, I heard a lot about you. I'm kind of nervous. I'm new at this. This is my first black girlfriend, you know? Real name Bernard. I just joined this African American liberation movement and I'm feeling black. And I, I want to thank you for the opportunity to try and meet somebody. I knew it was your lunch break and I want to take you to lunch. If that's okay with you, I don't want to dominate you. It's your world. No, no, no. It's quite all right. I'd love to. Thank you. I am honored. I am honored. I'm truly honored. Let me get this. No, let me get your chair, please. Have a nice lunch. Yes. Let me, don't you do that. Let me get that. It's been chilly. No, I mean, I can get to the class. Oh. Let me get the door for you, my lady princess. Militant cuck if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I'm just trying so hard. It's my first week of being militant. <laughs> my first black girlfriend. <laughs> uh, actually kind of reminds me of the uh, the Chappelle show where they did uh, white people dancing. And uh mm-hmm. The uh, the cops show up to to arrest Dave and John Mayer for shooting without a permit, and he starts playing "Every Rose Has Its Thorn," and the black cop starts dancing along. And Dave's like, "Hey, brother, how do you know that song?" He says, "Man, I grew up in the suburbs." 
<laughs> That's my shit. <laughs> That's basically Malik. <laughs> AKA Bernard. My real name is Bernard. I just joined the African American Liberation Group. <laughs> I was surprised they didn't make a bean pies reference. You know, in, in that scene. Mm. Because that was kind of the thing with the, uh, um, specifically, I think it was Louis Farrakhan's group. Uh, they had something with the bean pies, and that was just like the the trope, like forever. Uh, for yeah, everything. I forget what that was. It's like the black Muslims were selling bean pies. Uh, Nation of Islam. Yeah, the uh, the scene I was thinking of, and I'm gonna get you, sucker. It was a little bit different, but. It was uh, this Melvin black guy who ended up having a, a white wife and white kids. But like everything he had was bean uh, flavored, like he had bean flavored soda, <laughs> bean pies, and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. anyways, Sinbad doesn't get a lot of respect as a comedic uh, entertainer, but uh, he was killing it in a lot of those '90s things. Yeah. All right. So let's start to wrap up here. We're in the third act. He gets to a point where his powers start to diminish a little bit. Yep. And also there's a, there's a part where Michael steals his costume to go to the mall <laughs> to get interviewed by Janice, the, uh, mm-hmm. the news anchor. <laughs> and uh, little does he know the golden Lords are, fixing to uh get that bounty mm-hmm. any way they can and luckily uh jeff gets there just in time to disarm the uh the guns that the uh, golden lords were going to use and then also to fly michael out of harm's way which is and pretty also to uh to zap uh old lady's ass <laughs> is that on esther in there yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. the nurse. She turns the... around and uh, smacks. Uh, uh, is his name S- Simon? Simon, yeah, because it was Simon. Sa- everything was Simon says. Hmm. He Lawrence, was like the uh, Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence. <laughs> He was the head of the Golden Lords. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's a classic bit. Goose the the woman and uh, blame it on somebody else. <laughs> that's what kevin did in home alone, home alone 2, 2 to get away from the, the, the sticky bandits he did it he did it twice didn't he well because uh he did it she turned around and marv is like well hello <laughs> she punches him and he's like no he did it to pesci points at pesci it's <laughs> classic comedy could they do that today yeah, because Kevin actually pinches her in the ass. Yeah, he gives her a real good goose. Gives <laughs> her the old Roger Moore goose. I think he'd uh, they'd, they'd get arrested and uh, go to jail for the rest of their lives if they did it today. Yeah, so they escape the Golden Lords at the mall. Jeff takes his costume back. And uh, they have a surprise party for him. Really 
not important, I guess, but the uh, Jeff's mom gets attacked and mm-hmm. uh, they they spray up the community center with bullets. And uh, except for Jeff catches them all. And as you mentioned, his, his powers are starting to, to weaken because his hands are very bloody afterward. And then he sleeps through. Uh, he, he sleeps through Byers' visit to the uh, the apartment the next day. Yep, and the dog saves him, drags him behind the couch, and throws some clothes on top of him. Smart, the dog is mm-hmm. smart. Um, and so we get the classic community wants all the protection of the superheroes, but as soon as crime comes back up they blame the superheroes for the crime mm-hmm. yeah like pretty much the last note i have is of course the ending of the movie has to take place right outside the community center <laughs> this is like the biggest trope especially like black movies i mean 80s movies and black movies is always about like the community center i mean it was a it was like a one block in the neighborhood where everybody lived so mm-hmm. it wasn't like they had like a huge like uh like huge area where they could you know make it happen just everybody was always in that one area but yeah um i think this might be the last clip where the community uh kind of turns their back on jeff what are we supposed to do just sit around like sitting ducks and wait till the gang comes back it was it was never this bad before they started a war on this community and we can't win Yes, we wouldn't be in this situation if it wasn't for Jefferson Reed. We can get him out of the neighborhood. Maybe we can make a deal with the gang. Maybe that's what we got to do. Let's vote on it. All right. You don't have to vote. I'll leave. I'm sorry about what happened to the neighborhood tonight, but I feel even sorrier watching what's going on in this room. How can we stop the crime and the gangs if we act like we don't see them? Everybody complains about the police. They aren't perfect. But how can you complain when you do nothing? You don't have to vote. Except he doesn't have a chance to leave because it's a trap set by Mm -hmm. the Golden Lords. Got a whole bunch of circus uh, semis. (laughs) (laughs) That's where they got the tiger from circus is in town oh yeah they block up the street so nobody can get in or out and uh simon says he's gonna offer peace and he's going to new york not psych (laughs) it's a fist fight it's a fist fight simon and jeff and uh it gets so bad that moses takes his wig off and throws his favorite record at him. <laughs> yeah. Why he's got 
fucking a thousand records and he throws fucking Billy Holiday, his favorite like, record. Yeah. Like you don't have like a one thousand. And he gives him that stupid look and nod, like, you're welcome. Sorry it took me so long. Right. It's like you convinced me. <laughs> so like you don't have a one thousandth favorite record that you could throw before Billy Holiday. You would think Billy Holiday would be like the last one. Yeah. Because he's like, you're never getting Holiday and to, I think Duke Ellington. Yeah, he tried to Jeff tried to trade him earlier, and he's like, You're never getting that one. I wouldn't trade you throws. any of my records for anything. It's like cutting <laughs> off one of my hands. Stick a whistle up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah, to, that, uh, this hilarious uh, line comes up in about 10 minutes and then from now, but yeah, it's hilarious when Frank Gorshin just <laughs> yells, what? 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 He's getting so like uh, annoyed with everyone. It seems. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah, uh, uh, Townsend's getting his ass worked pretty good, and then he's uh, bailed out by Cosby. Yeah, who's starting to use uh, telekinesis on everyone, getting the guns out of their hands and whatnot, and then uh, <laughs> dogs on them. Yeah, Moses, uh, that's James Earl Jones, right? Yep. And he hits uh, Cosby with a record, and it bumps the the meteor out of his hand, and it falls and rolls, and right between uh, Jefferson and Simon. Yeah. And they both grab onto it at the same time and both get powers. That was great, because it explodes and shoots them out. They each get uh, shot into the side of a car, and mm-hmm. uh, they both leave a a them shaped dent in it. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was pretty sweet. Like you don't really see them like hitting the car, but like you see them peeling themselves out of the dent. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty great. Uh like a simple but like uh fun special effect, I guess you could say. Yeah. So then they have a big superhero showdown and they do the bit again where he's he reads the book by touching it. Yeah, there's it's like a, a bookmobile that gets dumped out <laughs> at some point. I forget if he throws the van or something, but uh, he throws uh, Townsend through the van, and he that's right, you yes. know, bursts out the back, and then all the books go flying, and he just happens to touch the Bruce Lee book, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Like there's there's a renaissance of people imitating Bruce Lee in the '90s. Yeah. I don't know. Like specifically, I remember the Family Matters episode where uh, <laughs> Carl Urkel. and Urkel turn into Bruce Lee, <laughs> and uh, by today's standards, it's kind of racist. They culturally appropriate some Asian <laughs> stereotypes. <laughs> they do the same type of thing here. At some point, Debo. <laughs> I, I I mean, uh, what's his name in this movie? Lister. Yeah, uh, Zeus. I forget what his character's name. I don't even think they say his character's name. Digit. Um, he breaks his his cast off, and then he's like, "I'm gonna get in this fight," and he just starts uh, hitting Jeff, and he just like breaks every part of his body. <laughs> doing it. Uh, 
And then I uh, love the favorite bit was when uh, Jeff accidentally touched the runway modeling book. Yes. Yes. And he throws he it to Simon and Simon touches it too. So they have like a dance off bait or like a, a runway showdown. Yeah. It's like a pose off. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start catfighting, you know, like the, like so I was the like, don't, don't touch my hair. <laughs> they do the lamp wrist slap fight. <laughs> it, it is funny. Cause like earlier in the movie, like you would just read the book and retain the knowledge. But now it's like, you have to act the way the book is, uh, you know, written. Yeah. Like, like it's not just the knowledge it's it's like changes your uh, personality mm-hmm. but that is a great part of it like it, it it really lightens the uh the mood of the the big finale here until simon crushes jeff's dog with a dumpster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it, then it uh, takes a decidedly uh, downward turn mm-hmm. in uh in tone and by this point, the community has showed up, brooms and all, you know, and they're fighting back against the gang. And at the end, finally, he, uh, Meteor Man, ties up Simon. And who else does he tie up? Well, Simon throws Jeff over a building. Mm-hmm. So he's like, and then he's like, he's so drunk on his power, he wants all the Golden Lords to shoot him. Yeah. Which they do. And uh, obviously, since he's meteored up, he survives it. But yeah, Meteor Man shows up full costume. And uh, he takes out the the Golden Lords. Um, I think he ties up all of the Goldilocks and Simon and... uh, Maybe Lister or something. It must have been Big Daddy Kane. And uh, yeah, he kind of drains Simon's power from him. Yep. And then uh, Cosby heals the Jeff's dog. So we got to make sure the dog survives. Mm-hmm. You get crushed by a dumpster. You just had some broken ribs. His Jeff's powers are already leaving him because he's so drained from the fight. That he couldn't yep. help the dog. Yep. So he has to get uh, the rapist to fix his dog. <laughs> and this is where Byers shows up. Allegedly. I should say that for legal purposes. Because <laughs> he was acquitted <laughs> on appeal. <laughs> He was, wasn't he? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! You can't use all that evidence that was under seal. <laughs> That's the the Epstein defense. <laughs> like we had a deal. <laughs> you weren't going to prosecute me. Uh, anyways, Myers shows up with the rest of the uh, the round table, and before he can do anything, the Crips and Bloods show up, and then. Uh, with all their guns drawn. And then finally the police show up before everybody can run away. <laughs> it's like, where have the police been for the last two hours? Mm-hmm. Then again, it makes sense. They, their uh, the response time was not great in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. obviously. I forgot to mention that Squirrel and Dre uh, renounced their pledge <laughs> to the Lords. Yes, they helped Jeff out. Mm-hmm. Which is good for them. And they were surrounded by the baby lords, which I was disappointed because I wanted to see a little baby fight, but <laughs> they don't have it. We kind of, we didn't really talk about it, but there's a scene earlier where the baby lords show up to the, uh, 
I don't even know where they were, but they, they show up with their little uh, lunch boxes and they start opening them up and they're just full of cash. (laughs) (laughs) It might've been at Jeff's uh, school. There's a scene where the golden Lords uh, confront Jeff at his classroom. And uh, I can't remember if it's that scene, but I I show up to this lair because Simon's there and he's just like nodding like, yep, that's right. Bring in that money. Yeah. I think that's one where the, uh, the tigers are just chilling in the background. All right. Well, yeah, it kind of ends abruptly. It's like a freeze frame, basically, isn't it? Robert Townsend looking off into the distance in approval. Yeah. Saves the day. All the drug people are going to jail because the police had somebody else do their job for them. It's just like having Dennis Franz on the force. (laughs) Forgot to mention. (laughs) (laughs) Forgot to mention that. line he drops earlier when he breaks up that crack house and he's like drug dealer people meteor man is in town <laughs> like, that is the dumbest line <laughs> in this movie and there's a short uh, scene uh, or a short like uh clip uh i don't know what you like a short scene right at the end of like the montage of him breaking up the crack house and the robbery and all that stuff mm-hmm. of like all the the crack house people including bismarcky as himself covered in cocaine just like like shaking because they're so <laughs> fucking high <laughs> just like, just so jittery <laughs> everyone's laughing a, having a good time this is a children's movie all right uh anything else you want to bring up or you just want to get into fun facts uh no we could get into fun facts it looks like there's only 12 in imdb i don't know how uh how interesting any of these will will be but Hey, everybody, here's some fun facts. I'll kick it off. Uh, The original ending had a more confident Jeff standing up for himself in his community and using his role as a teacher to better everyone's life. He then gets approached by Michael, who tells him that an even bigger piece of the meteor that hit him was found in Arizona. The two then agree to buy plane tickets so that Jeff can get his powers back and once again become Meteor Man. This is followed by Michael trying to talk him into letting him get some power from the meteor so he can be a sidekick. It then ends with Michael throwing out names to him, such as Comet Boy, Chocolate Thunder, and the Flying Wonder. (laughs) Chocolate Thunder. Jesus. Here's a fun fact. Uh, Robert Townsend named his character's real identity Jefferson Reed after one of his childhood heroes, his favorite teacher. Mm. Nice tribute there. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. Uh, Robert Townsend played his superhero again in Up, Up, and Away from 2000. I never saw that. Neither have I. Here's another fun fact. Uh, rumored to have gone through many rewrites and changes while in production, resulting in many plot holes, including the exact abilities Meteor Man has, as well as subplots involving Jeff and his personal life, including his fears. I didn't notice it. I didn't notice the plot holes. Although we did mention the book thing was uh, kind of inconsistent. Yeah. You want to read this long one here? You can if you... I I read it. It's semi-interesting. If it's not interesting, I can leave it out. That's that's basically it. It was just another one about scenes that are in the script but never even filmed. So I'm like, well, this doesn't really matter then if they're never even filmed. All right. 
stuff from a scene with him losing his powers, attempts to save a cat but can't fly. Because when, when he finally uh, gets off the ground, he catches the cat and falls. And this is witnessed by Squirtle and Dre, who are about to tell this info to the Golden Lords, but are then stopped by Jeff. Also, scene where he gets over his fears of uh, fear of heights and a subplot involving Jeff's relationship with his ex, Stacy. That did seem kind of off. Like when he's trying to talk to Stacy and like Malik, I'm like, so wait, who is this? I forget. Okay. So Michael mentions in the beginning, like it's been a few months since he broke up with Stacy. You got to move on. But it seems like that's like the only other scene, the scene with Malik, where it's like Jefferson and Stacy. And I was like, why the, why does he have talked to her? Like, what's the point of this? I totally forgot that they made a, a mention that they were ex. Uh, exes uh yeah because i just assumed he had a crush on her and he was like nervous about talking to her because mm-hmm. he's too. Uh, he's not confident kind of just put it together now i'm like oh that must have been yeah his ex that's why that's why he's t- i need to talk to you blah 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 <laughs> so i was like who's this girl he needs to talk to <laughs> <laughs> she hello, is my... not in the rest of the movie hello my fine nubian queen <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that does it. Yeah, great blast from the past. Mm-hmm. I have a, I bought this on Blu-ray um, last year. All of films release, I see. I was looking for it for many, for quite a while, and it was either not available or it was it was more than I would have liked to pay for it. Um, and I finally I, I pulled the trigger and I bought it, and I do not regret it whatsoever. One of the best superhero movies ever. <laughs> it does. Uh, it held up pretty well for me. Uh, we should probably give it a rating. I'll give it an eventually. Watch this movie eventually. I agree with that. It's it's very good. Um, definitely worth seeing. Eventually. All right. Well, we still have at least uh, two more movies from our youth to go. We're going to talk about Hook and Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, and we'll have guests on uh, both shows. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. Planning on Done. having uh, brother Clint on for the hook episode from uh, mm-hmm. your listener of the Positively Wolfy podcast, uh, which has been defunct for several months now. Uh, <laughs> you you may remember brother Clint. He'll be joining us to talk about hook. Is we were child's children together, kind of at the same time in the same house, mm-hmm. considering we were brothers. So, anyways, and then for uh, you know, talking about who's going to be on for Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> yeah, Crocodile Dundee. Uh, Stuart Balk from the Midnight Movie Cowboys is reluctantly going to join us for Crocodile Dundee. I wanted an Aussie voice to give us some perspective on that film that gem from 1986 but he uh, he hates it with a passion <laughs> <laughs> so should be interesting but i know he's gonna be able to give us a lot of great insight about paul hogan and his earlier career and uh people's views of him in australia and whatnot so should be interesting i still need to watch crocodile dundee i was gonna watch it one time like a year ago and i got maybe 10 minutes in and i don't know if i was uh 
uh, the itis hit me or what, but uh, I, I, I turned it off and I never went back and watched it again. So yeah, one of those uh, Papadias or Pazones or something. <laughs> well, I, I think it, I don't know if I like, I started it. I don't know, but uh, I thought I was, uh, I was good to go. And then I, the itis hit me. And, uh, <laughs> so it'll be a first time watch for me. So it'll be interesting. It's a Oscar nominated film with the Oscars upon us. It's relevant to bring up. Yeah. Best screenplay. <laughs> For real? Best screenplay? Oh, sure. Oh, wow. The mm-hmm. Oscars were different in 1989. <laughs> 86. <laughs> was, it, was the sequel 89? I I yeah, 88 or 89, one of the two. Definitely a different time because I don't think that's a very important movie. <laughs> well just you wait we'll see it's quite the film love it but until then uh, you can reach out to us actually first i should uh have brett here tell the folks at home how they can get some lovely merchandise you can head over to wtm watch this movie dot creator dash spring dot com got all kinds of merchandise out there check it out and you can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie and bread at positivelywolf1. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com and please rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Bye. Man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking Chicky about? Chicky later. Chicky later. <laughs> hey, man, you're off my case. What can she do for you that I can't do? I can do everything she do, honey, and a whole lot better. Walking around here thinking she cute. Showing them little pencil legs. Honey, I seen better legs on the pool table.